the pandemic, social unrest, the state house, and the White House. You are listening to the John DePietro Show. The heating season is here. Folks, you need to call JKL Engineering today. JKL 401 351 7600. Let JKL Engineering design and install a natural gas high efficiency carrier infinity system. The energy efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. If you think no gas, hey, guess what? No problem. Let JKL Engineering design and install a high efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, reduce your oil bill. By as much as 90%, they have the highest rebates of the market, and they also do new installation and replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. JKL is Carry Factory Authorized Dealer, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. You know, for over 50 years, JKL's reputation second to none, especially for technical expertise, customer satisfaction. JKL is an approved national grid BPI installer. JKL is also a Navian certified factory dealer called JKL system replacement oil to gas or for a heat pump remember estimates are free financing is available they're licensed in both rhode island and massachusetts call jk engineering right now residential or commercial at 401-351-7600 jkl they'll do it right the first time now call them you don't want to get stuck with an inefficient heating system what if it starts to get really cold call jkl right now free quote free estimate Estimates are free. Financing is available. 401-351-7600. Rhode Island, Massachusetts. It's JKL Engineering. 401-351-7600. It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. Well, I want to commend the new mayor of Warwick, this uh, Mayor Picosi. First of all, he made news when during the recent storm not the one over the weekend but the one prior to that the kind of the big one where governor Armando was then out in front of our house talking to all of us the uh, the major nor'easter he was on the plows he was out there and uh, was actually riding around and plowing in the city of warwick he's the new mayor in uh, frank Pacosi, and uh, riding around on the plow and then said even said it was kind of like a dream of his well anyhow i could certainly you know, got him a lot of a uh, lot of points, scored a lot of points with that. Talk about the everyman. And now he has stepped forward. And I want to credit John Howell with the Warwick Beacon. Mayor Bocosi calls on governor to step down. Frustrated by the absence of direction on the administration of vaccines. Mayor Frank Bocosi calls on Governor Gina Raimondo not to wait till she's confirmed and turn the reins over to Lieutenant Governor Dan McKee. She should step down, he said. We need leadership. She's not paying attention right now. Well, folks, this is refreshing. It is someone that he ran as an independent. The other, uh, the person he beat, Mayor Solomon of Warwick, uh, the only reason he took over was because at the t- Mayor Scott Avitesian then got the job with Ripta. But this, this, it is refreshing to hear someone just calling balls and strikes as he sees it. And he said he and other leaders from other cities and towns, they've attended three Zoom meetings held by incoming Governor McKee and the Department of Health. And while there are a lot of questions, there aren't a lot of answers. He feels that, you know, McKee's doing the best he can, but he has no control right now, which he doesn't. 
So Bacozzi's frustration dates back two weeks. Now, I was at this briefing, and this was when Warwick had a briefing the same time the Rhode Island Department of Health was having their briefing. And he was informed. Now, this is the mayor of Warwick. Now, depending on how you look at it, Warwick's either the third largest city or the second largest city. They go back and forth with Cranston. Warwick will argue, well, Cranston has the inmates at the ACI, and that counts as residents, so to speak. But either way, Warwick uh, second or third. So he was informed by Department of Health that the state was scheduled to receive, listen to this, 4,000 doses of the vaccine and that the city of Warwick would be required to vaccinate 800 residents, 75 years old and older by the weekend. So he rallies his staff less than 24 hours to come up with a plan before moving ahead with a red alert notification. One of the assurance of the state that they had the vaccine, enough of it to administer the second dose. The next morning, now keep in mind, they notify him. And the state's going to get 4,000 doses, so you have to be ready to vaccinate 800 people. The next morning, Department of Health changed course, and the city was given 390 doses, which were administered by the Warwick volunteers last Wednesday. At that time, now this is the mayor of Warwick, thought the governor should leave. At the time, thought the governor should leave, although it looked like it could be a matter of days before the U.S. Senate would consider a confirmation. Again, this is out of the Warwick Beacon. She made the decision. I don't want to criticize but she's made the decision to be somewhere else. She should just turn the reins over instead of worrying about herself. Because of the impeachment trial of the president and Senator Ted Cruz put a hold on her nomination, could be delayed 10 10 days, if not longer. So he's not the only leader looking for direction. The mayor of Johnston said that the lieutenant governor is caught between a rock and a hard place, and that certainly is the case. Policina couldn't say if Ramundo favors the regional plan or a a mix of plans, but he said it's evident he can't have two governors. So as for Warwick, the mayor questions whether the city could sustain the volunteers to effort to extend its clinics beyond 2,200 doses being allotted for seniors who are 75 years or older. The first of the war clinics will be held Monday, Veterans Middle School, 540 doses. The clinic will be repeated on three executive Mondays. So you have this pushback where the state wants this wants this to be a state effort the cities and towns want it to be more of a city and town situation but i want to give him credit there's a brand new mayor he was elected in november i i didn't have a handle on that race until i spent some time in the city of warwick back in uh, august and september and everywhere i went i saw these pocosi signs so he ran as an independent he won convincingly but he's the first one but my question is where are some of the other mayors why is he alone here? You know, where's the mayor of North Providence? Where's the mayor of Johnston? Where's the mayor of Cranston? Mayor Hopkins, he's he's a Republican. Why is, where are the other people out there that should be calling for the governor to step down? Now, the governor, she, you know, next week they're on winter break. And the week after that, by the way, there's no guarantee that, that her, um, that she's going to be nominated and have the votes. There's no guarantee that that is happening. Uh, certainly not. Uh, it, it, it could be the week of the 22nd, but it may not be. It could go into March. And I asked the question, I was at the briefing yesterday, and they continue to be in this denial. Now, Channel 12, Channel 12 did a, a story last night where they asked Harvard to give what's the grade Rhode Island would receive for how we're administering the vaccine and harvard has this 
a formula. Keep in mind, Governor Mundo's alma mater, and, and they gave Rhode Island an F, and Connecticut has an A. So yesterday, I'm at the briefing, and Dr. Scott does her usual, everything's great, and we've never been better, and everything's fantastic, Rhode Island's leading the nation. By the way, none of that is true. So I asked the question yesterday of, I figured, you know, I'm not going to get an answer out of Dr. Scott because it's just gives like this rah-rah speech. So I thought, all right, let me try, see if I can get an answer out of incoming governor Dan McKee. So this is yesterday. Governor, Rhode Island has lagged other states in delivering the COVID shots through Monday. We had the fourth lowest share population vaccinated, 8%, according to the New York Times. We were dead last among states in percentage of vaccine doses used. Governor Amundo the other day mentioned that there were some kinks in dealing with CVS and Walgreens. Um, in layman's terms, are you familiar with what those kinks are? And if you could explain to Rhode Islanders what's being done to rectify it. Yeah, so there's national um, agreements in terms of the way that the pharmacies are working. And that... The states that have, um, you know, made arrangements with the pharmacies, which Rhode Island was one, are lagging. But I don't. But I see that the work that's being done now uh, is going to accelerate that. And just like the testing, when the testing was lagging, and the state organized and then launched it, and now we're number one in testing. I would, in my anticipation, would bring in the municipalities in the state sites. And I'm working directly with the pharmacies that those figures are going to change very dramatically and very quickly. Governor also, uh, Governor Mundo mentioned she contacted a CVS executive over the weekend. W- were you aware that it had reached that point? Had you thought of injecting yourself or is this still your, your restraint from doing that because of the current situation? Yeah, the governor, I know, informed me that that contact was going to be made. And I also informed her that we were going through our channels nationally to do the same thing. That Rhode Island will move from being dead last with the percentage of vaccines used? I think the plans that we have in place right now, bringing the municipalities in, you know, setting up the state sites and like starting at the Dunkin', Dunkin Donut Center, and then along with the pharmacies, I think that you're going to see a rapid increase. And also, remember, we we, we, we vaccinated certain specific types of, of individuals. And now when we're rolling into the age groups, you're going to see that that's going to flow pretty quickly. And then we're going to get into the 65 and older at the appropriate. All right. One thing I will say, that's Lieutenant Governor, incoming Governor McKee. And I want to be very clear. I, I thought I'd, I'd, I'd ask him. Be, because I thought I at least had a chance of maybe getting getting an answer. You don't get an answer with with Doctor Scott. And isn't it amazing, folks? And again, you're listening to the John DePietro Show, AM thirteen eighty ninety nine point nine FM. You can always listen online at the website depietro.com. It's also amazing. Is just you look back to a, a little over a year ago. Last May was when suddenly you think of New York, where there were people that were saying that Governor Cuomo of New York that he should be the nominee, not Biden. The governor of California had a 90% approval rating. Governor Raimondo had a 75% approval rating. And now you fast forward. It's not even a year yet. You have Governor Raimondo. uh, If her approval rating was done now, it's much lower than that. I'd say maybe even below 50% the way things have gone. The governor of California, there's a recall movement on him. And as far as the governor of New York, Governor Andrew Cuomo, how about his top aide privately apologized to Democrat lawmakers withholding the state's nursing home death toll, telling them we froze out of fear the true numbers, 
quote, would be used against us by federal prosecutors. So the New York Post broke this story. Stunning admission of a cover-up was made by Secretary to the Governor Melissa DeRosa during a video conference call with state Democrat leaders, which she said the Cuomo, the, uh, Cuomo administration had rebuffed a legislative request for the tally in August because right around the same time, then President Donald Trump turns this into a giant political football. According to order recording the two-hour-plus meeting, he starts tweeting that we killed everyone in nursing homes, she said. He starts going after New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy, starts going after Governor Newsom, starts going after Michigan Governor. Gretchen Whitmer, in addition to attacking Cuomo's fellow Democrat governors, DeRosa said, Trump directs the Department of Justice to do investigation into us. And basically, we froze, she told the lawmakers, because we were in a position where we weren't sure if what we were going to give the Department of Justice or what we give you guys, what we started saying was going to be used against us while we weren't sure if there was going to be an investigation. That played a very large role into this. After dropping the bombshell, now this is Cuomo Wade, asked for a little bit of appreciation of the context offered what appears to be the first apology for its handling of nursing homes in the pandemic. So, but this business that they purposely withheld information, so apologized for withholding the nursing home death toll, and now they're trying to blame it on President Trump. He That guy needs to resign. They hid nursing home data so the feds wouldn't find out. That That is... There needs to be investigation. He needs to resign. That bad person needs to, whoever directed this needs to resign. But just close to home, you know, Dr. Scott, the rollout of the vaccine in Rhode Island, as I said yesterday, has been nothing short of an unmitigated disaster. And as someone that was there yesterday and covering it, the way that Dr. Scott just gets up there and try I, I the thing that I can't stand is when they start thanking people. And we want to thank this person and we want to thank that person. And just an unbelievable, tremendous job that they've done. And what an incredible job that that I, I that's the part that I can't. What what are you talking about? You know, this whole business that they're trying to uh they're so impressed with themselves. Our numbers. So as has been the case for several weeks. Our data continue to trend in a good direction. Well, but those numbers are down. The vaccine, this is Dr. Scott from yesterday. Are becoming more predominant in Rhode Island. While we have not identified any of these new strains here yet. By the way, the field hospitals being open is is a joke. The the field hospitals, they're wildly expensive. More than one million a day, and they're empty. And there's two of them because one's Care New England and the other's Lifespan. So with the politics of it, they feel they need to keep both open. The state, I think, the state thinks they're going to get money for keeping them open. They are empty. The field hospitals are empty now. It's because well, there could be a new variant. See, they keep moving the goalpost. We have every expectation that we will confirm that they're here. And that they likely already are here. It's really a matter of them because the new variants are them off. So now it's the new variant. To keep these new variants from increasing in proportion. So in in Rhode Island, it never ends. The more time we have to vaccinate people to help ensure that the spring and summer, when it's easier to gather outdoors and to keep indoor spaces 
well ventilated by opening windows and opening doors. Last week, I talked about improving indoor air quality and the need. You know, this this is um, if, if they stay at this pace, every time you want to get back to normal, they just start claiming there's a new variant. And the, the fact is, I mean, that's not true that the, it, people have adjusted. You've adjusted to this virus. You've changed the way people are working from home. People are not going out as much. People are wearing masks. People are washing their hands. Uh, everything that people have adapted to this. Plus, you have people that are getting the vaccine. So it's not spreading as much. But to now say, well, we have the new variant and still this masking. Now, again, this is Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott, who I, I just don't think this is her role. I don't think this is her lane, so to speak. Some relief. We want to be able to do that. We can do that carefully. We also have to know if we go too far, the risk of the new variants spreading oh, sooner could increase. That's not so happening. we want to be careful, but also take into account what's needed to support our businesses. Also want to acknowledge what's needed just to support each of us, knowing the challenge that we've had to face over the- Listen, just, just tell us what's happening. Like these speeches, I, I just, I think Governor Raimondo used her in an effective way. But to me, this is not Dr. Nicole Alexander. I, I just don't think this is her strong suit. On our vaccination campaign. To date, 133,844 doses have we been We are worst in, Rhode in the nation. That's 93,489 first doses. More than 50% 50, 50 of the doses are being thrown away. Second doses. Wasted. 50, 46%. Point, we have been very targeted in who we are vaccinating. Well, during the first portion of the vaccination right, campaign, hospital we were boards, largely focusing on healthcare workers, politically connected, people in public safety, and residents in congregate settings. We are already starting to see results. We know in being very Harvard targeted, gave the state an F. Minimize waste of any vaccine, They're wasting. and we're going to make sure that the individuals that are at highest 46 risk get access to it of and the have doses the are thrown away to protect our health care system. The vaccine capacity. rollout has so been an unmitigated disaster. It's really been about the quality of the individuals that we have focused so that's on the talking vaccinating. Point. If you can display the slide with our health care workers cases on the screen. All right. So they decided, which is fine. But again, it's I don't understand why Rhode Island continues to be just that an island where you have the rest of the country in the uh, metric that they're using and why the state is such an outlier as far as. So in other words, everyone seems to be using one metric, but with Rhode Island, they insist on using a different metric. I don't know why they do that. Um, I don't know why they think it's an effective way to do that. But that that without question seems to be the plan and something that they continue. But the good news, I don't know if there is good. I mean, the good news with the smallest state, it should be, we should be number one. And then people say, well, you can't count them. They're the smallest state. You're talking about, you need to vaccinate you know, 400,000 people. 
for some reason, other states just seemed easy to do that than us. Because number one, you have 1 million people. And of that, you have children. You know, what's the number of people that are children or people under the age, say, of 40 <clears throat> that have not been as greatly impacted by the virus? I think that that lowers your number to somewhere. I should could probably pull it up, but somewhere around half a million of that half million. I, I bet there's 50,000 to 100,000 people that, that just are going to refuse the vaccine. So you're really talking about just 400,000 people. I don't know what is so tough about this. But something that can't happen any longer is this the, this business that the vaccine's being wasted, that they're throwing it away. That that has to end. Can't have something like that. All right. So a lot more ahead. Um, it The good news, I, it can only get better. I think this is the, the difficult month. And when Governor Raimondo was checked out a little bit, when she did kind of get back in the game, she called CVS. Think of that. You're calling a CVS executive on a Sunday night at home. That's that's a, you know that's not a norm. That's an unusual situation. That's some insight as to just uh, how bad the situation has gotten. So, um, but the good news is through. Nothing to do with them. The numbers are going down. The COVID numbers are going down. And the number of people being vaccinated is going up. So between the two of them, I I think the next two weeks are going to be the difficult time. Once we hit March, the numbers will continue to go up for those vaccinated. The numbers that the people that uh, have it and you don't need those field hospitals. And as the warmer weather starts to come in, I think we are two weeks away from life uh, dramatically improving. That is that is my thought. And then once we get into March, April, I think by April, I think it's going to be a normal type spring. By May and June, we should be in very good shape. So I think this is really a matter of, and it's cold out and there's snow on the ground, but if we could just make it through the next two weeks. Now, folks, maybe you are stressed out. <clears throat> and I want to remind you, I highly, highly recommend that you need to treat yourself well. And I want you to explore Relaxed Souls, S-O-L-E-S, Reflexology with Lisa Wood. Call or text her at 401-742-6621. Here's the good news. There's a direct link right through my website, dipetro.com. Reflexology is different from a massage because it works from the inside out. It's the application areas of the feet or the hands. So, and what does that do? Deeply relaxed healing from inside out, boost immune function, face, ear, hands, feet, Lisa Wood, reflexology. You can link right through at the website, dipetro.com, or call her at 401-742-6621. Relax Souls, S-O-L-E-S. You know, it makes sense. It affects all parts of the body. And, and without question, this is a stressful time, let alone this time of year. <laughs> When it's freezing out and there's snow and ice out there, it just adds to the stress. So if you have, it makes the, the whole person, it's an alternative advice to healing and it works. And it's the application of pressure to the, the feet and the hands. A lot of people think the massage, they lay on the table and they just like work in their back. But uh, this is, is much different in it and it works and it eases stress, helps your body work better. It's Lisa Wood, Relaxed Souls, S-O-L-E-S. 
Call a texter, 401-742-6621. You can link right through at the website, dipetro.com. Because when you, you think about it, they, she works the face and the ear and the hands and the feet. Uh, boost the immune function, healing from inside out, deeply relaxed, relaxed souls, S-O-L-L-E-S, and it's Lisa Wood, 401-742-6621. It is incredible the um, results that she has gotten from people that claim of all different types of things, problems with their back. A, a lot of aches and pains you have is actually from stress. So give Lisa, give it a try. Relax souls, reflexology, 401-742-6621. It's not your imagination. Many people say, you know, I don't get it. When I'm on vacation, I just feel so much better. Well, you you know, you, you don't have that stress, your entire body, the stress it takes a toll in your entire body and reflexology is the application of pressure areas in the feet or the hands. Again, you can link right through at the website, dipetro.com, relaxed souls, reflexology, 401-742-6621. All right. Remember, if you want to get a hold of me and, and visit the website, dipetro.com, I have all the uh, information on Smiley, uh, resigning as more campaign donations have to be returned. Folks, the state, the Governor Mundo era is um, is really falling apart here at the end. And and through some of it, I'll, I'll give her credit. The governor, uh, in defense of Governor Mundo, she didn't realize how long this process was going to be, how long it would take. There's no guarantee when her nomination is going to get a full Senate vote. This could easily drag into March. When you have, there's an area that they're concerned about, her answer from the Biden administration on China, and you have like someone like Ted, Senator Ted Cruz is the one challenging you. You have some problems without question. So, all right, you can read about that and more at the website, dipetro.com. You're listening to The John DePetro Show. Folks, remember, for all your tree service, well, you want to call Yankee Tree. Call them today, 401-439-6028. Yankee Tree Service, yankeetreeservice.com. What can they do? They do it all. Tree trimming experts based right in lincoln tree removal since 2006 and also 24 7 emergency service available call yankee tree service today 439-6028 439-6028 whether it's tree removal stump grinding tree pruning emergency service bucket truck at service and bobcat service since 2006 they've been performing tree removal service on top of that Nothing stumps. Yankee Tree Service, they provide stump grinding. Enjoy your landscape without the eyesore. As far as pruning, well, let them get up there. Oftentimes a tree can be pruned instead of cutting it down. At Yankee Tree Service, their licensed arbiters help you decide what's best, the treatment plan for your tree. And maybe it's an emergency service. Did something come down? Call them today, 439-6028. 439-6028. If they have to, they get right up there in the bucket. Yankee Tree Service, since 2006, tree trimming experts. Give them a call, 439-6028, or online at yankeetreeservice.com. 
If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional. And she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401 401- 321-2799 that's 401-321-2799 or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com Mega Logistics they're there to help you give them a call today 401-431-2300 MEGA Mega Logistics if you have freight you need freight, goods third-party brokerage for your company, warehousing and transportation. How about custom freight, supply chain management, routing, bill auditing, customer developing, proven track record with Fortune 500 companies. You can depend on MEGA, MEGA Logistics. Call them today, 401-431-2300. 401-431-2300. Does that sound like your company? Maybe you have freight or you need freight goods third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight. They have the experience. Call them today. MEGA Logistics, 401-431-2300. You're listening to the John DePietro Show, folks. Weekdays, we start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, remember, if you want to get a hold of me, the easiest thing to do is log on to my website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. Now there, you can, if you want to listen to the program, listen live. You can also contact me that way. That's the easiest way to get me an email if you'd like to advertise on the show. We also have all our links to social media. We have uh, links to Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or also on YouTube. You can also read many of the exclusive stories that we do. We have exclusive video. You can also shop and get some of the merchandise. And at the same time, if you ever miss an episode of the John DePietro Show, if you ever miss a segment, you just log on and right at the top, it says radio show. Click onto that. It'll bring you right there and you can listen. It's all in a library fashion. It all starts by logging right on at depetro.com. 